Hello and welcome everyone. Today we got a very special roundtable edition set up for everyone. Let's start by welcoming our guests set up at the table. First off, we have Bendy Human. Hey Draco, always great to be here. My second one in the, into the roundtable, we have Shootsy. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. And of course, of course, the number one spot by Game Squad Squad slash Maximilian. Hey everybody, yeah, they, they invited me back. Here I am. Hey. <laughs> thank, thank you to be back, Max. That's, that's, that's wonderful. Thank you for inviting me back. So welcome guys, today we'll be talking about all things related to the history of Ari, past, present, and also the futures. Let's dive in right in right now. So I wanted to bring something very special into the, for the, fa the, for the past, as uh, the first, um, first off. So first of all, uh, into the past, when I was starting my Ari journey, like two, two years and a half, we have something which calls the uh, the point or mean like the set points. So what I mean by that is uh, into the past we have like max uh, 400 the caps of a game. So every time someone wanted to dev a games, um, the maximum of the achievement or the achievement point they could put would be the maximum would be never higher than 400 points, which means they can like code 10, 20, 30 achievements and they can pass from let's say like 15, 20 points, they, like they have no limits. So the only limit was 400 points set. And for them, the one after 400, it was mean the set was basically done. But for now, we know we have changed a little bit this subject, I mean, this capsule. So what, what I want to bring here is it's, I'm quite amazing by the change we have there because like one, some set have benefit from it and some set like example like rpgs rpgs now they will never suffer for these gaps because now they have like a, a bunch of achievements and now they have like higher value because when you play rpg you spend like a lot of time into some games and stuff and then you just like you just like you've been rewarded so for me seeing like a a, a change from the past is very quite Amazing. So my first question to hold is pretty much like, do you have like something you have seen in the past where it's really like blew your mind? Yeah, I guess I'll, uh, I'll start it off here. You know, um, as far as the past versus the present, uh, you bring up a lot of great points that um, with with the old scoring system, you know, everything used to be 400 points. And so um while that was kind of a, a good initial framework the issue that a lot of people ran into a lot of developers is just that being constricted to a 400 point box and having to build all of your achievements within that 400 point um restriction made it very difficult to accurately score things based on what the actual value of them is um and when I say actual value, you know, if you're a little bit newer to retro achievements, it's kind of hard sometimes to gauge what what the value of an achievement should be. Um, but all four of us have been playing on retro achievements for years and years. And so we kind of have an idea of, okay, is this really a 25 point achievement? You know, is this really a 10 point achievement? And 
just kind of having a general sense of what things are worth, right? And so um, with RPGs, they generally take longer. And having RPGs, you know, that take really, really long be worth 400 points wasn't terribly fair towards um, the user based on the time investment. And so now with uh, sets not having that 400 point restriction, it makes it a lot better for the developers because they can score things more fairly. You know, they have a lot more um, creative leeway with being able to not be restricted to that 400 point system. And so there were some growing pains with it as well that I'm sure we're going to get into because, you know, like you said, some sets got nerfed and, um, lost some points there because they were just shorter, easier, and naturally they weren't worth 400 points. So that was kind of the thing is everything kind of eventually flattened out. And today we're in a pretty good spot with um, just about every set being, you know, a little bit more accurately scored based on the difficulty level and then the time that you invest into it. But there were certainly some growing pains that, that um, we had to kind of go through to get to that point. But overall, I, I think that the change of having 400 points um, not be just this thing that was on every set ultimately ended up being a really good thing and um, is is a healthy thing for us at the site, a very healthy change for the site. So, I definitely agree. And I think another thing that goes hand in hand with the lifting of the 400 point cap is around the same time or maybe a little later, we've also started to move toward more standardized point tiers so we have, you know, our five-point achievements, our 10-point achievements, our 25-pointers. And RA is moving closer and closer to this point where you have an idea, or at least if you play enough games, you get an idea of what should be worth five points, what should be worth 25 points. Like, I've never devved, but even just as a player, I could be playing through a set and look at a five-point achievement and be like, yeah, that should be a five-point achievement. That seems like the right value for that achievement. And I think that's kind of cool. It almost reminds me of like how PlayStation has the like gold, silver, uh, bronze trophies, where it's kind of an approximation of the achievement difficulty. And obviously, it's not a perfect system, but it seems it's good to be able to identify about how hard an achievement is and what it should be worth. Of course, we had this old system for so long that. Uh, there's still relics of the old system in some sets, which is kind of a difficult thing. How do you cover every single set, right? I forget what I was playing recently, but there was some set I was playing and I saw a bunch of achievements worth seven points. And I was like, seven points? That is so weird. I've never seen that before. And it just kind of made me laugh because RA has become so uh, so much structured, so much more, I don't know, sophisticated or well-rounded since then that it was just kind of a shock to see that uh, relic of that old scoring system it really caught me off guard. Yeah, back in, um, back when I first started, the 400 template I thought we were always going to have. Um, I think it's great that there are set that it was, there was a strategy to it back then. Like, um, for example, you guys keep talking about the RPGs, and I'm glad that the RPG cap has been lifted. I mean, um, uh, Tales of Fantasia just got a set for PlayStation One that has uh, over 300, 300, 320 achievements or something like that. It's insane. But back then, I mean, you could beat Earthbound for 800 points, 400 points, etc. Uh, and at the same time, they have 
a Garfield screams at a wall four on Game Boy for the same 400 points. There, you know, obviously you're going to be able to beat Garfield screams at a wall four much faster than you can beat Earthbound. So back then it was more of a, a strategic uh, thing. Uh, some sets never got full sets. Like um, uh, I, I can think off the top of my head, Journey to Silius for Nintendo. I, I refuse to play that game until it gets a full. I well, it could get more now or even less. But as long as it gets a full set, I'm I'm all about it. It was it, I think it's stuck at 115 points. And um, I was like, that could definitely have been a 400-point set right there, you know. So I was always waiting for it to get a 400-point set. But now it could be more, it could be less. Now it's not even about the um, 400 points anymore. It's about, um, like, how much you're going to enjoy the game, looking at the set and being able to picture yourself doing it, and how, mu how much is it worth to you as a player, I guess, if you're going to uh, strategize about it. But, um... I'm really happy that the the I never thought it would happen. The um the cap's actually broken. I thought that was a set in stone thing because it was for so many years, and now you can uh you know like uh, like for example like um Final Fantasy VI now ha can is over uh, uh 400 points. Earthbound I think is over 400 points, et cetera, et cetera. It, the sky's the limit really now, and I think that's great. Yeah, I I think that um you know RPG people that played a lot of RPGs. Um, as you mentioned, they ended up probably benefiting the most. Um, and people that played a lot of quicker games probably saw, you know, less benefit or even got a little bit hurt by it. Um, and that's kind of the, the growing pains that we, I mentioned a little bit earlier, but I think ultimately, right, ultimately this change has promoted healthy growth for the site and allowed the developers to, um, just have a lot more creative freedom and, and that kind of, um, you know, you brought up, um, kind of figuring out what's going to be best for you, Max. I'm glad that you brought that up because from a competitive standpoint, you know, things have changed a little bit too, because if you think about it, if everything was worth 400 points and some things took, took, you know, the shortest amount of time and some, some things took, um, quite a bit more time, but everything was flat at 400, it would be a lot easier to figure out, you know, what is good um, and what is that low hanging fruit if you're a competitive player and what's not. And nowadays, right, with things being all over the place, it's a little bit more difficult to, to pinpoint that. And I think that, you know, there's always going to be, um, I'm trying to think of a good way to put this. There's always going to be low hanging fruit, right? There's always going to be something that's worth like, let's say a set's worth, you know, 60, 70, 80 points. And then there's another set that's worth like, you know, double that. But the amount of time for the first set is just significantly lower than the other one, even though the other one is worth a higher point value. And people are always going to be able to figure that out. But it makes RA a lot more fun in the sense that it's not it's not as much about okay what's the what's like the easiest 5 10 15 sets that I can play through to get a whole bunch of points from a competitive standpoint i think it makes the playing field a little bit more fun uh, you know i know for me lately i've been on a big point grind and have been focused a little bit less on the what do i want to play more just on the the point grind and so i've kind of had a lot of time to kind of collect my thoughts and and think about this from from that standpoint um but at the end of the day, I think it just 
you know, I, I mean, I guess I can't say it enough times. I probably sound like a, a broken record at this point, but I think it ultimately is a really positive change to have the, the point system like this. And it makes it just, it makes a better competitive environment as well as, you know, just making it more fun for everybody to enjoy the site and not focus on so much the points, but more focus on what they would like to, to do, even if that is point oriented. to Absolutely. Degree, so. I agree. 100%. 200%. Sorry. <laughs> so I think you do like, I mean, both of you, both of the three uh, make like some good, very uh, good point there. And another fact is like, I know when I saw my three Pokemon set, like yellow, red, and blue, got like slightly like point less than the 400 point. I mean, I was pretty damn sad. And I know like a lot of users into the retrenchment was sad too. But at the end, like, like of course, like some of this of the set they have in the past, they have like slightly less achievements. So if you have like slightly less achievements, of course the set gonna be more punished than others. And it's it's I mean it's quite sad for a lot of users, like I mentioned. But at the end, like now, like we just one thing we can see is like how much the creativity creativity now is like being rewarded. And how the all the type of different genres are reward too, is because now we can do more crazy thing now. Like RP, like uh, I, I, we mentioned, like always RPG. But for me, RPG would, is like the big benefit there because like they spend a lot of time. They have the right amount of point rewards, and anything you play, it's fairly scored, and it's more it's more fun to just enjoy what you want to play. And for some game, it's just like. I mean, yeah, you play like a fast game and fast game, sometimes it just depends. Like if the fast game have like uh, quite a lot of achievement, of course, it's going to benefit a little bit more, but the curative also will benefit more because you can, you can lose and you can do anything. And one thing is very fun about this cap being like not to be just at 400. Now, like if somebody want to touch a set and want to add in an, an extra, extra curative into a set, now they can. They can do anything they want. I mean, of course, it's just going to change a little bit, but some player would like to have more achievements. And now, just because they're not restricted to just an amount of point, now they can just like be slightly over the 400 points and they have anything they want to play. Also, I want to bring also um, another fact about the past. I don't know like how, I mean, Max have a better idea about the community in the past, but now from the past to today, I see like, how um, we 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 saw like so many new faces to streams always new new faces to even in even patreon like we have like a bunch of more patreon than i and i saw like in two years ago we have more players on the side now we're like crushing like 500 like each day and when i saw like maybe like two years ago with like what like less than 100 maybe 150 and some or 200 so that i'm 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 just blow away and for me, I did saw a couple, a couple of people from the Quebec scene. Actually, the Quebec people, which are maybe they're French, but I saw them streaming RA, and for them, it's like just discovering RA like in past like of this year or a couple of months already. So I'm just like, oh wow! I mean, and now I was like, I'm just blue. I'm just blew away how much this community have grown since a couple of years right now. Yeah, it's super exciting seeing the community grow, but not just that, uh, seeing new styles of community of engagement. And for me, you know, the main one I always come back to is side events, because I love side events, right? That's some of the most fun I have on RA. And 
I'm thinking back. So I joined the site in the middle of 2017. And back then, I'm thinking about what site events there were. I didn't really get super involved until site events from until later. But basically, the only ones I remember were, uh, well, the main ones were there was Achievement of the Week. There was a leaderboard of the, I think it was leaderboard of the month. And then there was the Pumpkin King event, which was a one-time thing, which was awesome. I, I didn't participate in it personally, but I've heard people say great things about it. But that was pretty much it for events. And when you look compare that to today, we've got a whole slew of events you could compete in. Plus the Discord has grown. Uh, we've got all these different channels, all these different ways of playing RA. And like kind of like we said with the... Uh, the lifting of the 400 point cap, I feel like that introduced new ways of playing RA. Like, whereas people may have uh, gravitated toward easy sets before because they were efficient for points, now it's like people have that choose one of two paths. Do I care more about points or do I care more about badges? Like, it, it, and the community is kind of exploring all of these different ways to experience RA. Like, it's not just earning achievements and retro games. It's grown so much beyond that into branching out in all these different forms. I, I have no idea if what I just said made sense at all or not. You guys will have to tell me. No, for sure. Um, I mean, there, the amount of growth that the community's seen, because Bendy, I think you joined like May of 2017. I was March of 2017. So we're coming up on, we're both coming up on, I guess, four years on the site now. And um, I mean, the amount of growth that the site has seen, you know, one of the things I, I did want to um, bring up as well is just that, you know, uh, I mean, if you look at the core set log on Discord, we're getting so many sets. Um, it's hard to keep up with, you know, everything that's coming out, but this isn't, you know, I've said this many, many times, um, off, off the podcast to some of the developers, but this is a really good problem to have, you know, it's a really good problem to have so much to choose from and to have all of these sets coming out. And admittedly, I'll admit it. I'll be the first to say it. There have been a lot of Game Boy sets coming out lately, and I'm just, I'm in a good spot right now. Um, there's been so much, so much great Game Boy sets that have come out in the last three to four months that, um, it's been a really good, good start of the year for me. Um, but, but going back to what I was saying before is just that, you know, there are so many new sets coming out. Um, there's a lot of site events, like you said, Bendy, that are just constantly going on and there's so much going on that it does give the, uh, the users a lot to choose from as far as what what to do and uh, what that they what they can enjoy on the site you know do i want to do a site event um you know do i want to grind for points do i want to you know focus on badges there's just i mean there's even you know people that focus on i know for me for completion percentage i just hit my my goal of 85 percent. so there's people that you know they have a certain completion percentage goal but there's just so much so much variety in what you can do. And it, it ultimately goes back to um, the point that we always seem to circle back to, which is just enjoy the site how you'd like. You know, there's so many different ways to be able to enjoy the website. And that's one of the best, best things about it. In the four, you know, almost four years that I've been around on the site, that's one of the things that makes it such a unique um, community is you know there's not just one centralized goal that people are working towards you you know you kind of come up with your own set of personal goals and you just 
enjoy them and you know you have your friends that you compete against sometimes and just it's just a great uh great sense of enjoyment i mean i'm i think all of us are pretty much playing every day we're all <laughs> we're all very very addicted to it so shout outs to everyone that makes this uh giant machine run and shout outs to all the devs for doing an awesome job putting out so many uh amazing sets all the time it really is pretty mind-blowing yeah another thing i think we should highlight uh, that's sort of related to this and i'm interested max in hearing you weigh in on this in particular since you've been around for so long and played so many sets but it's not just that so many sets are coming out every day it's that so many quality sets are coming out every day like i know that sometimes when i'm looking for a set to play I'll glance at the achievement set, and I'm sure you guys have had this feeling before. You could tell, you could tell when you look at an achievement set, oh, this is an older set. Because when RA was new, obviously this is before my time, but when RA was new, there was a novelty for it. I, there was a novelty to it. I think it started out with just Genesis, and it was the novelty of, oh, you can make achievements for Genesis games. So people just made achievement sets that just had whatever achievements. So if you see an achievement set that's, you know, only progression or leaves out a lot of the content of the game, more often than not, it's an older set. Whereas the newer sets, you know, with the occasional exception, but they tend to be so much more thorough, so much more well-crafted, I've noticed. Um, as far as uh, the whole, uh, I'll touch on uh, I'll touch on what Bendy just said as well. But um, as far as the community goes, the community is mind-blowing in RA to me. When I first started five years ago, I mean, I didn't talk to another soul on RA. Unless I knew you personally, I did not talk to another person on RA at all. Like, it was kind of like the Wild West, and I just kept on doing what I was doing. And, you know, if somebody commented on my stuff, I was like, hey, you know, uh, being from a, a, a native New Yorker, I'm like, what the hell does this guy want? What do you want, buddy? <laughs> it's weird to communicate with somebody else from RA. I'm like, because either half the people thought I was cheating or half the people uh, just didn't like me because I was close to the top or whatever. But I've made more friends on um, retro achievements in the last year and a half, two years than I than I have in um, in the three years prior to that. But basically, going from knowing nobody on the site to being able to converse with anybody and being friendly and on on good terms with everybody. So the community, I think, is the most fantastic part of, of retro achievements, to be honest. It's everybody's working towards the same goal. Everybody wants to get badges. Everybody wants to get points. Everybody wants to get um, completion rates up. You know, it's just kind of like a self. I don't know. To me, it's like a therapy thing. You know, I love getting my little yellow squares and <laughs> the yellow squares that mean nothing in, the, in, in reality. I, I love getting them. It's like a, an endorphin release or whatever. I'm sure everybody feels the same way. Uh, as far as what Bendy said towards all the sets that are coming out, I remember when um, sets were few and far between. Like, you'd have to go looking. You know, you'd have to go looking to see if there's a new set. You'd refresh, like, every day on, like, a, a certain um, system page to be like, oh, that wasn't there yesterday. Oh, cool. Or, you know, because you're like, oh, well, how, do you, how the hell do you not have this game there yet? Oh, that's a really popular game. So you just, you know, you just go there every day and hope that they had a new set that you were uh, you were interested in. Um, but now there's, you know, you can't be upset about the amount of sets that come out. You can't be upset about the quality of sets. You can't be upset about anything that comes out. I mean, there's a, there's something for everybody there, every flavor, you know. You want an RPG? Yeah, we, we just released two today. You want a, a platformer? Yeah, we got five of those today. Most of them were Mario hacks, but whatever. Um but you just, uh, 
you you just uh, it's a good time to be an RA player. I'll tell you that much. I mean, Max made a very good point. I, I'm 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 still like not in shock. Like one thing you said, like like about like I mean, like you have made more friend into like the the one year and a half than you made like previously. I mean, I'm I'm just like for me, it's like like how? I mean, I I just I mean for me, it's like I don't understand, but I'm. For me, it's like I'm more like friendly, friendly with people. I mean, I was try I'm always trying to see like maybe like it's just me or I don't know, but like maybe like more since I arrived to RA, maybe the community was like more to maybe open side, open to everyone. I just don't know how the procedure of everyone work. But for me, it's like I was like I was streaming. I was like, okay, I need to check like more streamers. So this is how I found Max because like he was streaming. I was like, oh. Oh, he played RA too. Let me like talk with him like a couple of seconds to see if it's gonna respond to me and see like how it goes. And the more the more we talk, or the more watching, I was like more impressed. And then suddenly, like like right now, like compared to the past, like after I grind a lot, I just wanted like almost to be noticed because like when I play something, it's just like back and forth for me. Like when I was doing Warwicker attempts, I just wanted to be noticed. I was like, hey. I'm part of the community. I want to be noticed. I want to be like, hey, it's me. I'm doing like something. And for me, it's like how I wanted to like see myself. And in like Max now, like me and Max, we're just like super friend. I mean, son, not really, but like kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and then now like, like look at me, like not right now, I'm just like battling out like closer. I'm just very closer, closer to my own goal. And Max, maybe I, I hope Max will see me because like I said, I'm coming. And in the futures, like one of my future goals is I'm going to get the first spot of Max and I know I can do it no matter what it takes. You can, you can. in time you can. Like, um, no matter how much time it takes, I'm going to get there. I'm not going to cut you guys off, but guys like Shootsy, Draco, Bendy, um, King Sizzle, Sting X2. I mean, that's what I, those are the people I think of when I think of RA. I mean, I, I said it before, like when I did my last podcast with you guys. I said, you guys are the faces of RA, for real. Like, there's always going to be people I recognize just so seeing their names. But you guys are the voices I know. You guys are the faces I know. So, I mean, you got you guys are, you know, aside from the all the amazing work that the devs do, I'm like, you guys are the first people I think of when I think of RA, you know. Well, we, uh, you know, we really appreciate that. I mean, like you said, um the devs do put in, you know, the the hard uh, work. I mean, they're devs that spend, you know, tens, if not um, probably some sets, I would imagine, that take, you know, hundreds of hours of development. Um, you know, everything from just doing the memory, finding all the addresses and code notes to the development and the conceptualizing of achievement sets. And um, I, I do give, I do shout them out a lot on our podcast, but they are you know, truly the first line of defense, the first people that really make this entire machine a well-oiled machine, right? Because um, it's interesting, Max, that you brought up when things in the past were, you'd have to kind of check every day and see what's, you know, what's new um, to see if there's anything being added and then being shocked that there weren't some extremely popular sets that are there versus nowadays i mean literally i cannot keep up with the core set log and with what's going on and if i see if i see a game boy game you know i'm on, i'm on it like that like that's my that's my wheelhouse that's what i love um 
that those are usually the games that I jump on first. But at the end of the day, um, I have kind of a similar, similar thought with the, the community just because, I mean, I think for the first, I want to say three years, um, of playing on the site, I kind of just did my own thing and I didn't really have a whole lot of interaction with people. And then back in, I think it was May, um, of, uh, 2020, me and Draco met and things kind of took off from there. And then, um, you know, we became really good friends and then I met Bendy and we've all kind of, uh, you know, been good friends for a while now. It's almost coming up on a year, which is crazy to, to think, but, um, yeah, I mean, again, it's just, it's, it's wild how rapidly things change on the internet, you know, how quickly things uh, evolve versus, you know, in real life, things uh, tend to move a little slower. But I mean, news on the internet travels faster and, you know, things just evolve, tend to evolve faster. And RA is not, um, RA is not immune to that either. So there are so many positive, positive things about the way that the site has moved forward and, um, just kind of what's going on with it. I wasn't sure what my thought was there, but just, just kind of trying to think about, you know, the future and, um, what is coming up is also kind of exciting for the community. Well, thanks Mike for the compliment. I really appreciate that. I mean, I was not expecting that from you to say like, we are like kind of like the face of Ari here, but to be honest, for me, like people like you or streaming and doing like talking with other people. I mean, for me, this is how, for me, you're like mostly like the face of ritual achievement because like even like Sark, Koshis, all those beautiful streamers, even like me trying to like, try to represent the website and trying to show what the website is. So I thank you enough for just doing that and making other people love or because I think those people need like a lot of people like inspiration they give you, you give you motivation to play, and this is how we always grow. So for that, I mean, you're amazing. And for me, I think you're the face of the rituals. Also, I wanted to point out like how much from the past. I don't know, like if you want to maybe speak about about the past about that next, but how much the hard work have maybe grow because I think like a lot of those was like maybe like trophies or like always the same badges or same little maybe like some trophies i don't know like for like basic heart but now like look how what do we have i mean how the, the quality from the past of today said i've been revised to making something like very more unique more flavor wise so I, i'm curious to see how everyone experienced like holder set get revised and see new flavors with the new hot word they have right now yeah, no, I, I think you uh, you bring up a, a good point, Draco, about um, it sounds like you're talking just about, you know, the generic trophy badge uh, is no longer a thing on sets. And, um, you know, nowadays um, the standard for a achievement set is a lot higher than it was in the past. And the developer standards are a lot higher than they were in the past. And obviously, you know, nothing's perfect. I mean, sets come out and they have bugs and they get addressed and you interact with the developers and things get fixed and life goes on. Um, but just overall, the artwork quality for the sets, we've talked about this many, many times on the podcast before, but people that are trying to badge a specific game because they like the badge that much, nothing else matters to them. 
right? That's always kind of an interesting thing because um, most of the time, I'll be honest, I'm not focused on on uh, you know trying to badge a specific game because I want that badge on my profile. But when that does happen for me, because it's a more rare occurrence, it's always a fun experience. And typically, I just kind of throw everything to the wayside. I'm like, I don't care how hard these achievements are. Like, we're just putting in the time. Like, we're just going through the motions. We're going to put in the time because we want that, you know, we want that cool badge on our profile. Um, and, you know, with point grinding and, and uh, what I've been focused on lately, again, that's a more rare occurrence for me. But it kind of follows that same logic of if a Game Boy set comes out, okay, whatever I'm doing, I'm dropping it. I'm playing the Game Boy set. That same kind of logic applies to me, at least for when a really cool badge uh, you know, is associated with the set. I'm just like, let's go for it. Let's do it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely get what you're saying. Shoot. Uh, and then another more recent addition to RA that I've really enjoyed on the topic of, uh, badges and achievement graphics is in discord. We have the icon gauntlet now and, or not what's it, is it called icon gauntlet? Is that right? game icon gauntlet submission thread is that is that sound Some, about right? something like that yeah but i'm talking about uh, the thing where you can vote on the game icons that you like that people have made and it blows me away seeing how much talented artists we have in this community like i know that that's always been one of the things that you know, sometimes I like to think about, well, maybe what if I dev a set someday? And I always felt like for me, that'd be one of the hardest parts is making the graphics for the achievements. And it blows me away that, you know, not only do we have these amazing uh, coders, people with programming backgrounds, people making these sets that are so technically impressive. We also have the artists, the creative side. And it's like, I feel like, I feel like it's like these two sides joining forces to make like, it's honestly art, right? It's art. It's it's amazing to me. I mean, there's a lot of beautiful, but uh, beautiful. We talked about that during um, my podcast with you guys. Like things that just tickle me is like you know beautiful artwork. When the the dev or or even if somebody works with the dev to make beautiful artwork for the the uh, imagery and the badges, it, it, I. I I just think that's going above and beyond. It's wonderful. I had no idea that you guys retired the generic trophy thing. Thank God. Oh, my God. I, I would refuse to play sets that had that stupid thing. And I was like, oh, my God, it's so ugly. But um, as far as um, things things that are currently going on with, with RA that, are, that I think are fantastic is um, aside from the uh, – uh, what was I going to talk about? Um, I had something in my head. It was um, the set – uh, something that we can talk about the past and the present is the um, the set revisions. Um, Draco touched on it before. He said Pokemon sets went down. You know, it, it's not like 400 anymore. It's like 300 something. Um, that was a huge blow for me, my personal score, just because of I told you in the beginning, the, I, the strategy was just beat as many games, 400 point games as quickly as possible. They, it, they could have been the dumbest, stupid things in the world, but they had 400 point sets for whatever reason. Um, so my score took a big hit back then, but I can't look at, like you, uh, uh, um, you said before, it, it, the set gets revised, your score goes down. It's all right. It, get over it. Other score, other sets are getting bigger scores. That's the way I'm looking at it. The sets that deserve bigger scores, uh, are getting those scores. Maybe, you know, and you're getting rewarded for the, for the time you put in. It's not the standard 400 anymore. So, I mean, even though it, it 
I mean, it took it took a huge chunk out of my score. It, I still think overall it, it's the best thing for RA. I can't dwell on something like that. I can't sit there and argue with a dev on why my points went down. I think it's ludicrous. Um, first of all, I'm not being paid to be Pete to, to have the highest score on RA. So, you know, what does it really matter? You know, um, it, it, I just think it, I think it's a good thing that's going on right now for all RA players is the revised sets. Um, I, I we, we poked into that a little bit, but that was always a big topic. I know a lot of people got really upset about that, but um, it had, to, I think it had to happen for RA to progress and evolve into the next, next chapter of RA that had to happen. Yeah. I, I think you um, kind of hit the nail on the head with that, Max. I mean, I, like I said, it's, it's just growing pains and, um, you know, I, I mean, I'll say too, I'll, I'll throw myself into that same boat with you. I got hit pretty hard because I'll be honest, a lot of those Game Boy sets that were 400 points were not worth 400 points in reality, right? They were 150, 200, 250. And so over the course of the summer, I got whomped and whomped and whomped with, uh, you know, nerfs. But ultimately, and I mean, I haven't been I haven't been hit with a nerf in a long time with points because everything's we were kind of through that phase, right? We've kind of made it through the majority of everything being revised and rescored. And like you said, it kind of had to happen in order for us to get to where we are today. And some people got hit a little bit harder than others. People that did a lot of RPGs probably saw a significant increase in their score. Um, but I did have one other thought on the whole topic of revisions because that is kind of a little bit um, of a touchy subject for some people. You know, I can think of one scenario where it's hard not to be at least a little bit, I don't know if emotional is the right word, but upset and not upset at the developers. You know, don't get upset at them. They're the people that are putting in this hard work, putting in the hours, but just kind of personally upset because of um, the time that you've invested. If you're in the middle, the worst position to be in is you're in the middle of a set and you've just finished it and there was already a revision in progress and you weren't privy to that revision in progress. And then, you know, you finish the game and then the revision goes through. That, I think, is arguably the most frustrating position to be in from the player perspective. Now, that being said, revisions to sets are, um, you know, also a really important part of making this community flourish because you have sets that have either, um, they were done in the old way where everything was just complete stage one, two, three, four, and five, and you know, uh, nowadays, like Bendy meant, touched on a little bit earlier, um, sets have a lot more quality of achievements put into them. They're not just beat the game, right? We're here to uh, achieve things, not to just beat games. Although a lot of the times beating games is part of that, that process. And, you know, most games do have a beat the game achievement, but there's a lot more that goes into it than, um, than just beating the game. And so... You know, uh, for example, um, it's really nice that uh, Diddy Kong Racing uh, just got a revision. So, because Adventure Two didn't really have any achievements, it, everything was just you know, I think everything was done in Adventure One mode. So, for people that don't know um, 
Diddy Kong Racing aren't familiar with it, when you beat the main campaign and go through the entire adventure, you get like a story two mode where all the tracks are in reverse. And so the, I believe uh, Del Maru, he's the author of the set. He went back and um, added a bunch of adventure uh, two achievements. And I can see that my friends and also myself, a lot of people that I know have played through uh, adventure two and gotten to enjoy it and as a kid i never played through adventure two so it's things like that that are just really nice that um you know for for some people at times they can be frustrating especially if you're in that specific um odd position that i talked about before but again revisions are also a great thing that's making the quality of sets a lot better and i kind of think ultimately raising the bar for all of the developers on the site. So it's, I, I mean, I think it's a good thing for sure. I, uh, I, I wanted to continue on with what you were saying, shoot. I think that set revisions for the most part are a good thing, but at the same time, I don't want to invalidate anyone's feelings. Like you said, it's a touchy subject. And I think it's good that we give people, uh, the opportunity to share their thoughts and their feelings about, you know, these kinds of big changes to RA, like, I, I feel like we do a good job at not shutting down anyone's voice. We allow people to be heard and we make changes based on community feedback. I know sometimes it doesn't feel that way, but you know, the staff really does their best. But honestly, I've been in that situation before where I've seen a set got a revision. And for me, a badge hunter, I've had moments where I thought, well, shoot, that game was on my list of games to play because it looks like a quick and easy mastery. Now I'm not going to play it. Now it actually requires effort. But for me, that's always short-lived because, you know, in the end, in almost every case, the revision usually ends up making it a better set, a more well-rounded well set. I think that's a great example you bring up about Diddy Kong Racing Shoot, uh, because for me, uh, I played Diddy Kong Racing pre-revision, and I had all but two achievements. And those two achievements I had remaining were, one was to finish all of Adventure 2, which is like more than half of your entire playtime. And then the other achievement was for unlocking TT and getting five balloons with him, which requires getting good times and beating TT in all of the time trials. So it was this weird set where I had done all but two of the achievements, and yet I had done less than 50% of the content of the game. And I think that uh, that was a great revision because it has those little milestones along the way. While you're working toward beating TT, you're going to get those achievements for beating the individual times. While you're working through Adventure 2, you're going to get those achievements for uh, you know finishing the Silver Coin Challenges. And that's one of the things I think is one of the best things a set revision can do, is it finds gaps in the set where you're just going a really long period of time without earning any achievements, and it fills them in with like a meaningful content throughout well for me i mean both of you make like a pretty good like all, all of through all, all of us make a pretty good uh, comment about revision i know it's like a very touchy subject even for me i mean i mean we all i mean if a set get revision by points we all all the better all the player have been played a set have been will suffer a little bit to it but at the end like when i look at it it's like Huh. Like some games, like like Benny mentioned, like stage one, stage two, stage three, and, and the game is done. Like sometimes it's a little bit like almost like boring, but at the same time, if someone put an extra touch to it, like you maybe discover like a new features, uh, discover a new way to play the game, uh, maybe like doing a boss you never did, 
discover something like for me like smb tree when i discover like uh, mushroom houses or something like that like those little moments like that they are like precious you remember those set are doing like something in paper mario never done before did the guard racing for me was almost like a, i mean even if it's like a, a, for me it was not even a ripish in my mind it was like more like oh i played the game again i'm getting that and i'm just i'm gonna try to hit the first spot which i did I was very proud, but for some player, it was just like, okay, I'm, I'm discovering something new. But for me, it's like something I already knew about. So it was nothing more new about the set, which I, I discovered. But I have a very fun time to doing so. So I know, like, it's a very touchy subject. But at the end, like, everything grows. We have a lot more uh, creative is going on. And it's great. I mean, like... I'm pretty sure, like, if we ask anybody, like, do you prefer to play something very easy as a set? Are you trying to have a, or try to make the most memory possible as the game possible? Sometimes frustrating moments? Or something like, huh, this, this achievement, like, blow my mind. Wow, I cannot believe that's how it's done. But in the past, I, I don't think, like, in the past, like, some of those sets was like that. Like I said, I'm not, like, fully fully into the old ways of how they do it but right now i'm just like blow away about all those action is going on so and i wanted just to do has a quick question from from all the people if they they want to answer it like what is yeah like what is uh, in, into the present moment like what is like the biggest like stuff you have seen i've changed and it make like an impact to you and why um, I'll, I'll go. Um, uh, it actually has to do with the revisions. Um, in the present, I think that there's a lot of sets getting re revised. And I think that, like you said, Diddy Kong Racing, um, I think there are a lot of sets that were bare bones, like you said, you know, beat stage one, beat stage two, beat the game. Um, uh, and now the sets are getting... it. If I could request anything from a developer it would be to make the definitive final set for a game the first time. You know what I mean? That sound, that's, a, that's a tall order, but it's been done recently. Um, whoever made, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I don't have RA open right now, but whoever made the, um, the new Final Fantasy IV revised set, the Naming Way Edition one, the, it has 100-something achievements, um, that is, I would consider that the definitive Final Fantasy IV experience. The Symphony of the Night sets, those are definitive um, experiences of the game. Um, Symphony of the Night is probably the best example I can think of, of any set available where it makes you experience every Easter egg in the game. Because there's so many little teeny tiny nuances in the game that you would never know just by playing a, a, um, a vanilla playthrough of it. There's just like half the achievements are based on uh, Easter eggs or just um, special trick challenges or whatever, but just stuff you can do that you would never even know beforehand. Um, I think that's what's, I think the direction that that kind of deving is going in is fantastic because it's not just a lukewarm kind of like um, experience. You know, it's like beat stage, like we just said, beat stage one, beat stage two, beat stage three, beat the game. No, it's now it's, it's making you finally experience the game in every aspect in in whatever way that that uh that that pertains to is you are you are fully experienced in that game by the time you get that badge you have felt you've earned that badge and you felt that you have 
truly mastered that game, which is why it's called a mastery. Yeah, I think you uh, you bring up a great point, Max, just that um, things being more definitive now and more complete so that, um, you know, people aren't put in that peculiar position of, um, you know, anticipating a revision and having to go back through. And it kind of makes me think of the, I guess, the second most impacted people, um, although it's a lot less impactful than people that you know, I mentioned in that first example, which is just people that are focusing on their completion percentage, you know, if a revision ever does come into play, then their, their completion percentage gets tanked a little bit when a set that they've worked on, you know, gets additional achievements added to it. But, um, you know, that, that, uh, like you said, that request for getting it right the first time, I mean, I put right in air quotes, but I think that's kind of what we're what we're talking about, you know, as far as making the player experience all aspects of the game. Um, I guess an example for me that I think is a good one is I just played um, Black Castle, which is a homebrew for Game Boy. And it's a really, really short game, but, uh, you know, the way it was set up is obviously there was beat all the stages, but there was also one unique challenge achievement uh, baked in, with, or uh, I should say one special kind of tricky achievement with trying to uh, limit your points going into uh, the third stage. So kind of like a pacifist achievement or a don't kill any enemies. And then because it's such a short game, what Mr. Ownership did is he made a speedrun achievement. So beat the game within 12 minutes. He made a default weapon achievement. So beat the game only using the default weapon. And then also a, um, a, a semi-damageless achievement. So complete the game never having less than three hearts. So never taking more than one point of damage. Or if, uh, just keeping your life above a certain uh, ratio. So I think that's, you know, for such a short set, that's kind of the other thing that I really like to see developers do is to maximize maximize the amount of achievements that you can pack into a game that are fun based on the game's limitations, right? I I went on and on about this in another episode um, about Myst for the 3DO and uh, MGN S8M doing such a great job uh, based on the game's mechanical limitations of really putting some kind of interesting achievements into the game. So I think that's one of the other things that I would like to see more as well is not only that definitiveness, but um, just really being able to you know, make the game, um, ha having to know the game like the back of your hand and getting to experience all of the game. And some people, um, you know, again, this is revision, so this can be a little bit of a touchy subject, but aren't into that. In the case of Black Castle, obviously that was a brand new set, but it came out in a way that was definitive. I think it's a good example because it came out in a way that was kind of definitive that first time through so that you know, something like that probably won't ever see a revision. If it does, that's great too, because it's such a short game. But just having a complete set the first time through. And again, that is a tall order for the developers because some of the time, you know, when they're developing sets, it's not easy to think of everything from a player perspective, right? Some of the time it's not easy to be able to do that. I don't develop achievements, but I've certainly played enough sets that I can have a general sense as we all do of kind of what works and what doesn't. Um, but 
I, I think that's I'm, I'm pretty much in line with what Max said, you know, having a more definitive set coming out the first time so that people, number one, aren't put in a peculiar position. Number two, uh, just the quality of the set overall is is going to be better if it's put through correctly the first time. Oh, it's kind of crazy. Oh, sorry. I, I was just gonna, I was just say it's it's more not that any set that comes out is is bad hearsay at all because I think they're all great. I don't know how to do them. Thank you to all the devs who put in the hard work. But the it's it's like almost damage control. You know what I mean to prevent any of that happening. It's kind of crazy to think about how in so many scenarios the version of the game on RA actually is the best or definitive version of that game. And like, I, I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but I've been in that situation so many times where I've been wanting to play a game or been wanting to replay a game. And I've, I've said to myself, well, at this point, I might as well wait until it gets an RA set for, you know, for those rare games that don't have RA sets or for consoles that aren't supported yet, but may hopefully be supported in the near future. Um, and it's just... I, I one specific example that's come to mind recently is uh, on the Nintendo Switch. They have the Switch Online service where they have a bunch of NES games and SNES games. Before I discovered RA, I would have been all over that. A collection of old retro games on the Switch—that's awesome. But now it's like, whenever I look at my Switch and I'm like, "What do I want to play?" I, I see the NES Online, SNES Online, and I'm like. But why would I play these games here when I could play them in RA and get achievements? It's a no-brainer, right? And I've actually, yeah, and I've actually ended up in some pretty tricky situations recently where uh, I've been wanting to play games that have gotten remakes, and I've been trying to ask myself, should I play the original with achievements or should I play the remake? A uh, perfect example, uh, Crash Bandicoot and Spyro, the trilogies just got remakes a little while ago. I think it might have been like a year or two ago. And, you know, it should be a no-brainer. You play the new version. They added so much stuff. But, like, the new version isn't always better. Look at something like Secret of Mana. That was not a very good remake. It was flashy graphically, sure. But I'd way rather play the original. I'd way rather play the original with achievements. So it's like, I don't know if you guys could relate to that. But that's a situation I've been finding myself in a lot these days. I mean, Bindi, I understand you at totally. Because recently, me and you and Sing, we always play like some... We, right, right now we have played like Pokemon Colosseum, so like for me, like it's a game I want. I never wanted to play just casual and stuff, but now we just play with randomizer for fun, and I just wanted to bring some achievement. Now just thinking about achievement, or sometimes when I watch some streamers, I see some Mario Golf action, and I want to play that game. So speaking of like a little bit of now, now we can maybe talk about a little bit of the futures of our of anything in the futures. I have a great question for all of you in, in here. If you want to um, to share a bit with me or in the viewers, like like how do you see yourself in the future? So like is like as a player, as a, a person on RA, how do you define yourself in the future? For me, um, I don't think I will continue more into this uh, the into the dev side. I have already ex explored that way. So for me, diving is like out of my mind. But for me, like. Like I mentioned today, I want to beat Max. That would be my first goal. I don't know like how many years I'm going to take it. But for me, like I know this year's, um, I just gained a little bit into Max points. So I was like, okay, I gained a little bit from, from there. So I was like, okay, I'm just step in by step 
closer to max. And for me, that's my big motivation right now. Going there, and I know I want to be top three. I think I can get top three this year. Imagine, I think this year that that can happen because I'm, I'm, I think I'm like. You're pretty close to the top ten. I looked yeah. at course when you talked about uh, Cochise earlier, and I looked at. I'm like, you ain't far off. I'm just like 80k oh. from top three already. Like it's it's nothing. Like 80k is like pretty much nothing. I'm pretty sure like the way I go, I can do like 110k per years. So if Nothing changed too much. I mean, obviously, the pitch is very high where we are. But I think this is one of my first goals where I see myself to getting there. And I just, I don't want to give up already until I get there. So I want to get that, that top one. And then when I've got top one, I will see what I will do. But I want to fight for it. So this is one of my goals in the futures. So I, I want to hear, like, everybody, what is your futures into already and how you see yourself into a couple of years? Well, I think for me, um, you know, as far as the future is concerned, I'm ranked 59 or 60, I guess, right now, 60 as of today. Um, so I've been kind of inadvertently shooting for the 50 spot. I know that people knew for a while I was going for top 100, and I hit it a long time ago. And so I was kind of trying to just figure out, you know, what I really wanted to do next. And then I was kind of going for 75 and that happened a little bit faster than I expected. And so I think currently I'm just kind of shooting for that 50 spot. Um, I think that as, as I'm kind of getting there, I'm still trying to, I'm a little bit point oriented right now, but I think I'm going to get a bit burnt out on that pretty soon. And I'm going to just end up switching back to kind of whatever I have, I'm having fun with. Um, there's also a lot of like, set collections that i'd like to master so you know for game boy i've only mastered Mega Man two three and five i'd like to chip away back at four and then i haven't touched one at all so i can have that full um badge wall eventually so there's like that um but i would just like to i guess my goals to kind of summarize would just be you know, hit that 50 spot and maintain it, you know, not be in a slippery situation where I could potentially lose it and then see some more fighting game uh, stuff on my wall because I haven't, I'm getting it back into fighting games kind of slowly, but surely, but I mean, that's kind of my wheelhouse. One of the things I'm really good at. And so I think it only makes sense to kind of just continue with that and also to learn more about just the nuances of fighting games so that I get good at some of the harder ones, but I have been playing more and more fighting games. So the, the fighting game badges are starting to kind of uh, accumulate, but that's something that I've been kind of working for and kind of, kind of uh, just what I'm thinking about for the future for now. I'm still focusing on that badge grind personally. Uh, I'd love to hit number one, most hardcore badges, but Max, you hold that spot right now. And, You've got an insane lead. Right now I've pulled up the uh, top 300 uh, progress thread on the RA forums. So it says Max, as of the end of January, has 517 badges. And then number two is Zimjack, way down with 392. Like, it's just an insane gap. So I think I could steal that second place because I'm currently, I think I'm currently number five, and the players above me aren't earning as many badges per month as I am, and I still have a lot of games I could play, but that jump from number two to number one, I don't know how you do it, dude. That is, that's gonna be insane. 
it's selective. It's so it, it, you select like right now, like I'm in the middle of uh, Sonic CD. Sonic CD has been a huge grind for me for the last two weeks. I'm nine achievements away from it, but um, it's very you gotta. I break it up. You gotta break it up to like in like right now. I'm doing Sonic CD and Grandia. It's a huge RPG. You know, I, I in the when I'm done with that though, it'll be like oh, I'm gonna play Garfield Screams at a Wall Four. I'm gonna play you know uh, Tonka Trucks uh, run over a bunch of. I don't know buildings or something like that. I don't know. You know, it's dumb, dumb sets, easy, easy badge. <laughs> I mean, personally, I think the series peaked with Garfield screams at a wall three. That you know, to each his own. You're right. You're right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's. I think you make a good point about splitting it up, honestly, because I do go pretty hard on you know the easy masteries, but at the same time, I don't want to not play games that I really want to play because of that. I know, and and I think like don't get don't get me wrong. We don't know what's coming in the future of RA. Like you guys might be thinking, oh, there's staff. They have all this inside information. We really don't. Um, so I, if we end up getting a new console or new games that I just feel like I have to drop everything and play, I will do that. Like I'm not so invested in my goal that I won't do what I think is most fun in the current moment. I know there's been a lot of speculation about GameCube in particular. Uh, I don't know when it'll happen. I feel like it probably still won't be for a long time, but I really don't know. But like, if we get GameCube, I wouldn't be surprised if I start really slowing down and focusing on one game at a time because there's just so many GameCube games that I really, really love. So I know you. I mean, you flash a little bit, Max, but I really want to hear you about like about the future of her because I know you're top one into points and badges. I know Bendy and I are trying to push two through. I mean, I'm already top ten also into the badges as well. I'm go. I'm trying to get like all the top spots. So I, I know you, you, we have like competition to catch you, but I'm really I'm very curious to see like what's the future for you. Like, do you want to play like? I mean, I mean, I don't know, like a couple of years. How do you see yourself in a couple of years with maybe like new console and stuff like that? Just talk a little bit about that. My future on RA, how I would like it to be, is that I would love for somebody like a Draco, a Sarconius, a Hippo, or anybody. I want somebody to eventually knock me off. And then I would rather be viewed as kind of like, an ambassador of RA. I just, I would like to, at that point, kind of not be so competitive. I would kind of, at that point, like to kind of just take a back seat and let, let others be, be the number one, let the, them like, you know, sit here at the top or whatever, you know, like, you know, in your Batman pajamas or whatever you're saying, that's what I'm doing, you know, <laughs> but, um, the way I look at it, I look at it more as to, uh, to a benefit of RA. I'd rather be an ambassador for RA. I'd rather, talk about how RA is great and thank you so much for entertaining me for so many years and doing like letting me be the top dog for a while. You know what I mean? Like in, in RA, not that, not that that really means much, but you know, to me it's, it's, it's fun. It's cool to say that, Hey, you know, am I, am I the best retro player in the world? No, but points wise, I guess I am, you know, he's the best player in the world. You know, it's cool to say that, you know, you know, but uh, I'd rather get into, you know, when this whole COVID thing is starting to slow down, I used to do a lot of conventions and talk to a lot of people. I did um, uh, a Retro World Expo in um, Connecticut when I moved up here quite a bit of times. I went around, talked to people. It was all a bunch of, you know, retro retro gamers, retro streamers. 
Um, I met Banjo Guy Ollie and uh, Epic Game Music and um, uh, Video Games Monthly. If you guys are familiar with Video Games Monthly, I'm I'm really close with those guys. I can't wait to go to Minnesota or hang out with them again and just drink beer and hang out with the guy who played on Jackson Mortal Kombat. I forget his name, but he was, he likes whiskey. He's neat, weird guy. But um, <laughs> I, I'd rather do that. I'd rather spread the good word of RA uh, and not retire, but just just kind of take a backseat. Let somebody else let somebody else be wear the crown for a while that's how i see myself in the future of ra it's not about being on top forever it's about benefiting ra in the future and letting other people get a chance and and just having a good time and that's that's what the community has shown me in the last year and a half not to go totally full circle is that you know there's a lot of great people in this community and um you know i it, it would be great to let somebody else have their their time with the crown on I mean, that's very, I mean, those words are uh, fantastic, Max. I mean, for me, like, I know, like, you want to, like, almost, like, backseat, but for me, it's like, no, I don't want you backseat. I want to fight with you. Like, you, I want to fight can't, for you can't, fun. You can't beat me if if you can't beat me. You have to eventually beat me. I, have I know, to I know, but it's it's better to, like, having Dichotomy. fun. <laughs> and, like, almost like a rival. You know, like a rival, like, beat each other and just having fun together and just sliming and just cr and climbing. That's the best part. I think another thing to think about, too, is no matter who's on top, like, even if you get dethroned someday, Max, I think that you'll always carry that legacy. Like, I know that there's this one MMO I used to play, and there's one particular player who was number one for years and years and years. And even after he stopped playing, or even after he started playing less, and he wasn't number one anymore... His name was still just like, for people who played the game, a household name. Like, people would talk about him all the time. Like, oh, he was this legend. He was the best. And, like, I, I, I don't mean to hype you up too much, Max, but I feel like that's kind of the vibe you give off to people at RA. Like, I feel like people see you as just this unstoppable god of RA. It's kind of crazy to think about, but oh, I, I feel like that's kind of how it is. I put my Batman pajamas on one leg at a time, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude, but, you know, I'm, sure. I'm just a normal as human being i'm a logistics warehouse manager and in, in new hampshire you know nothing nothing special really as, as a person but uh okay if, if that if that could be a selfish thing in the future for me okay i, I would always want to i would i would want to be in the hall of fame one day how about that you know what i mean if there was ever an ra hall of fame let me let me at least have that then and nothing else that's something you could throw on your resume right i was yeah. number one on ra for this <laughs> period of time works great get you late all the time too <laughs> yeah i bet i bet give this man a golden power glove instead of a golden glove <laughs> it's so bad but uh, at the same time i mean the more we see the more i mean even for me like I try to, when I go to work, I'm just, I'm sharing with my phone and I'm, I'm looking like, hey, look, I'm like this ring and, and people are so impressed of what we do. So I'm pretty sure like, I'm pretty sure, my, I mean, Max, I'm many, many uh, uh, friend with it. I'm pretty sure like if he share, like a lot of people was like, oh my God, you're like insane. And like, like people are just like, wow, that's just impressive. But like almost like holding a world record kind of. It's just like, it's a place where you put some time on, you spend so many time on, you get so many friends on and stuff like that. So, I mean, to be fair, like I'm very impressed uh, about all the work you have done and to about all the work of people that have done, to be honest. And let's let's pick up into uh, maybe another um, future thing. Let's talk about maybe console because I know like we all 
pretty good gamers and we like console but like the more and more it comes one day i'm pretty sure for me it would be the gamecubes scene would just come up and like my goal is to uh one of my goal is to mastering everything of gamecube games who will come up to our i don't know if i will can do it but i just i, I want to have the belt on my on my show i mean the belt it's so like hey I have mastered every single game on RA. It like fifty games. I mean, do it if they're bad. Anything. I don't. I mean, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, it's fine. I just want to have it fun and just have a goals mastering every every game. So I'm very curious to see which console in the future you would like to see because I know like it's a thing will come up eventually for sure. I don't know how far we're gonna go, but I'm pretty sure like PlayStation twos. Maybe not Xbox, but, but but we'll see. But PSP, Dreamcast, and GameCube will come out for sure in our But time will go by by the future. So I'm very excited to see what you think about. Yeah, I think uh, as far as uh, uh, the future and what I'd like to see, um, I didn't grow up with GameCube. I had friends that had them, but uh, PS2 is what I'd really like to see. Now, that being said... Just thinking realistically here, PS2, I would say, is without, without, uh, I mean, I've, I don't have, again, I don't have any inside information into things like that. Like Bendy said, we are staff members, but don't have insight into that other than, you know, looking at GitHub development, uh, which anybody can do. That's public record for the most part. Um, so as far as that's concerned, you know, PS2 will be, would be nice if it comes around, but I think that's going to take a long, long time. Uh, more realistically, you know, Dreamcast, I didn't grow up with, but I love fighting games and I really want to see, I know that Marvel versus Capcom two, I think there are some technical issues that limit it from being, um, able to be done via the arcade. So I'm really hoping if we do eventually get Dreamcast, that that's one of the first sets that comes out. Cause I, that, that those fighting games, the Marvel versus Capcom games are just, straight fire i mean they're so fun to play Love so i think so that much. that's yeah yeah especially um because i think you and i both mastered the uh marvel vs. capcom for arcade came mm -hmm. out not too recently but it was in the last few months and that was god that was fun to play through so um that's a great set yeah for anybody that, everybody wants to play a kick-ass fighting game right now and and earn a earn a badge then play that game yeah sherry shout outs to uh sherry birkin oh, she, sherry birkin set yeah all right yeah she makes great work oh yeah she makes uh amazing fighting game sets and she's also a very good player she's mastered a lot of um difficult sets if you look at some of her uh badges on her profile but she it's makes no joke yeah. <laughs> yeah she she makes some of my favorite favorite fighting game sets so in short i guess um you know if we get dreamcast uh, I'm, I'm sure also Draco is going to be all over crazy taxi. I don't see a universe where that doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just see Draco just destroying a set like that. I just, I can see that for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think if GameCube does come out too, that's something that I'll be definitely checking into as well. Um, but you know, I've got a, a much more uphill battle with that than, you know, Draco and Bendy probably do because I think they're a little more familiar with the system and just kind of the nuance of uh, some of the games, especially like what Sunshine's the most requested GameCube game. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah, there's really no shortage of talk about, you know, what systems we want to see. Uh, a lot of times GameCube and PSP tend to be at the top of the list. Uh, PS2, of course, is another huge one, although I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's further off in the distance. But honestly, I think something I'd like to see is more fleshing out of the existing systems that don't have a lot of support. Because if you look at the list of consoles on RA, of course we have the stuff like the Nintendo, the Sega, the Sony, but then we have more obscure things like these old computers. We have like the MSX, Apple II, uh, PC-88, and a lot of things like that really only have a few sets. And I would really love to explore more of these little corners of gaming history that I don't know that much about. Even things like, I don't know, uh, Wonder Swan, Vectrex, like there's all this weird stuff on RA that I'd love to see more sets for. Or maybe, what about Virtual Boy? I'd love to see a Virtual Boy yeah, full yeah, set. Yeah, yeah, there were yeah, yeah. so <laughs> few games released for Virtual Boy. Let's put them all on RA, right? Big Virtual Boy fan here, not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, dude, I've only played a few, but like I've surprisingly enjoyed what I have played of it. Shout out I to Jack Bros. I gotta. I, I can't show you on the camera right now, but I show it off one, every once in a while on stream and stuff. I have Hyper Fighting for Virtual Boy, which is a uh, Street Fighter Two port. I think I, I have it CIB. I think there's only fifty in the world. Cost me Dude, quite a pretty awesome. penny, <laughs> but um, it's no, it's no, uh, it's notable because the developer of it put himself in the game as a hidden character. So I would say it's the most exclusive hidden fighting game character of all time. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. Also, if we do end up being Dreamcast, we need to get Draco to play Space Channel 5. That would be hilarious and amazing. We need to I see don't that. know what it is, but I'm not interested. But Crazy Taxi and Sonic <laughs> Adventures? Oh. You'd love it, dude. You'd love it. It's great. Fantastic game. Yeah, Draco is a Draco is a day one crazy taxi full stream. I can just I, I can like we're talking about it. It's going to happen eventually, I'm sure. Um, you know, I was kind of doing a little more thinking on this and, um, there is one other thing that I would really, really like to see. Um, although from some of the research that I've done and things that I've seen, this is also probably a ways away, unfortunately. Um, but more DOS or one, if DOS ever does become a little more easier to implement and link up with achievements, um, you know, I know that there is work that's a lot of work that's gone into, RetroArch integration with like DOS pure recently, but that doesn't necessarily mean there's, there's still a ways to go with the achievement process. Um, but if there was like a way to play all these old PC, because some of the first games that I played as a kid, you know, were DOS games. And then also there was this company called the learning company and they made a bunch of these really cool games um that were you know teach you different uh, like math science all these things and they were really really just bring back a ton of good memories i mean this is really really old software in the past but the learning company um pretty i'm like 99 percent sure they're now defunct a long time ago a lot of those software companies went under but they made like gizmos and gadgets but yeah there's the morty maxwell was the bad guy that you had to beat and all the games are like outsmart and god those were fun games man gizmos and gadgets was like my number one but you had to like collect these parts in the warehouse and solve these puzzles and uh you could there were these like robot chimps that would steal your parts and you could turn them on or off but we always like turned them on so that they would just be in the warehouse and just steal all your stuff 
and it's kind of frustrating but not to go on and on but yeah that was a, a good memory is the learning company all the fun games that they uh made in the past i'm very curious to see uh to uh, i mean to listen about max uh, about this one it's like I know, like, I'm more likely to be GameCube because for me, GameCube, like I mentioned, like, many times, I have, like, 30 past games, which I'm pretty confident I would master. But for Max, I mean, for me, Max, like, is very good at, like, all the old console. I'm very curious to see, I mean, I, I wonder, like, which console, like, into the GameCube, Dreamcast, or PS2, do, are you, like, comfortable with those consoles? Did you, like, ever play, like, a bunch of those games? I'm very Absolutely. curious to see those games, those consoles came out when I just graduated high school. I'm 38 right now. Um, I mean, uh, GameCube, PlayStation 2, I mean, some of my fondest memories are on that, you know, when I was in my late teens, early 20s. So, you know, Grand Theft Auto, Vice City, I would love a set for that. Boy, howdy, when I tell you that. But um, in all honesty, the set, the, the if I could pick a console that I would want, um, Bendy touched on this earlier, was um, PSP. I would love to have more PSP stuff. I think there's a lot of exclusive games on PSP, like the Persona remakes, uh, the Breath of Fire 3 European release. It's just an excuse to play Breath of Fire 3 again. Um, a lot of good stuff like that. But he, Bendy also touched on something that is near and dear to me as well, which is um, existing systems to get fleshed out more. Uh, not just the Virtual Boy, which I'm a huge fan of the Virtual Boy. I mean, I mean, there's there's what like 20 games for it in the planet, um, but um, you said PC88. Um, there's a lot of stuff. Um, I don't I don't know. A lot of people don't know this about me. I don't stream them particularly, but on sets that I like to do, um, some of my favorite games of all time are Professor Layton, Phoenix Wright, Visual Novels, Nine Nine Nine. If you never played Nine Doors, Nine People, Nine Whatever, um, that is one of the best games ever made. That's like on my top ten games to play before you die. Um, I love Visual Novels, is what I'm trying to say. And uh, there's a lot of them on PC88. There's um one I think Televangelist actually commented on. It's called Brain of the Dead. It's it's a cheesy, stupid. Um, uh, zombie game and it's, it's horrific but it's a visual novel zombie game for the PC 88 or 89 or something like that I I, I requested that set I thought it's fantastic I mean I would love to play this no matter how dumb it is for achievements you know what I, mean? I don't even think you can die in the game Just it would just be like a, 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 an achievement set of easter eggs oh do something dumb here or look, look at the look, uh, sleep with this girl I think you sleep with a girl and thing I'm like you don't have to but you can <laughs> like you know it's just like easter egg stuff because it, you can't die in the game. It, it'd just be like a 100-point you know, set or something. But I'd love to see stuff like that. Just weird, out-of-the-box, insane insane games that exist that nobody even knows about. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, you can sleep uh, with a girl. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, like, I, I just wanted to hear you about saying more GameCube than PSP. But okay, I'm, I'm, I'm. Right, I mean, okay, what's your what? What game do you want so so bad on? What's the one game you want on GameCube, Draco? Well, all the Mario for sure, and the Sonic and the Zelda, everything. I'm just. I would like Melee. Oh yeah. And I would like um. What would I like for GameCube? Oh, Super the original Wind Waker. Wind Waker. Yeah, that's a oh, good man. one. Too. I would be all about Wind Waker. That would be my number one request if I could. If, if it was a GameCube thing. Wind Waker is a very good game, but for me, what's not Wind Waker? I did love the most was Twilight Princess. That was the first Zelda, 
ever I have spent the entire time to look for everything in the game and try to beat the game. That's the only way, the only one. So I was very amazed. So I just wanted to ask a last questions or two, and then we're gonna wrap it up this episode because it so far is passing so fast. So the last question is: Let's talk about a little bit about V 2s and your expectation or any thoughts you have on it. I know. Right now, I know like a lot of people are want to see this happening, but it will be something in the in the future. Will comes for sure. We have to let the time to the the person who made the the the, the V two happen or the, um, I mean to happen. So of course we have to wait. I mean, it doesn't matter how much time we have to wait, but eventually it will come. So I'm very curious to see all the counts. Like, what do you think? Uh, what your expectation to see? How much hype do you think it would bring? Because I mean, the hype is always something like right now. It's the website is in the good moods, but what I'm pretty sure with V2, the setup will be higher, more likely to be more hype than ever. And we have many, many great features coming, which we don't know all the details, of course. But I'm very curious to see as your as the final question. What is your thoughts into this website? All of all of you to think about this v2 website yeah i think uh you know for me for v2 i actually as far as expectations and kind of what what we can hope to expect i have some very minor stuff that i think overall would just make the site you know make the player just a little more incentivized to um you know do do different stuff besides what they normally do on the site. So number one, I think is if we had a drag and drop system for our badges, the system we have right now is awesome. I think Mr. Ownership is the person that implemented the initial system where you can order your badges in numbers. Um, the only thing with that is obviously it takes, takes a little bit of time to be able to do it in a way that you want. Um, so Hopefully, I think one of the cool things or one of the ideas that I've thought of that I know people have discussed a little bit is implementing a new system where you can um, you can just drag and drop your badges. So it's a lot easier to just quickly make a really cool wall of stuff. Because I know for me, like I want all my Tekkens together, the Mortal Kombats, like I want everything nice and neat. I just... I feel like I have to, uh, you know, constantly organizing my badges when I get new ones is not something I really want to spend the time doing when I could be playing, but I'm glad we have a system in place. Um, you know, hopefully when, when we, uh, when we move forward with V2, eventually that's something that, that does come out. Um, other stuff is, you know, maybe, maybe in the future having, um, the point system divided into like, bronze silver gold and platinum kind of like how it is with uh more modern stuff now this one is i'll i'll just precur the precursor this by saying this is a little bit of a controversial subject so you know um when it comes to how this if this system ever does come into place uh, i'm sure that there will be a lot of talk around it and what people are going to think about it and i'm sure that the community will have some input on it as well but if something like that ever came across just so that things are a little bit more organized because as it stands right now we have the main set and then the bonus set 
And, you know, some people, um, I guess this, this again is a little bit of a touchy subject because some people feel like, you know, there's that one or two achievements that kind of throws them into a, I don't want to play this set because I, I won't master it. And, you know, that's an, it's an understandable response, um, you know, but you, again, you don't have to play a set to master it. You do have to obviously master it to get it on your, to get the badge on your profile. But, you know, you don't always have to go into a set with, with the intent to master. You can always have fun with it at the end of the day. But I think that would give people that have that kind of feeling a more fair shake at things because they can say, okay, I'm going to go up to the silver tier or the gold tier, but there's that one platinum, that one continuous throughout the whole game, right? As an example of a platinum achievement that they can't get, but that way they can show that, you know, maybe they still get a badge that it's just a golden badge or something like that instead of a, a platinum where it goes up to, up to that point. So I think that that's something that, you know, maybe we'd like to see in the future. Again, I'm just talking, you know, in kind of a, a rough outline of how I, I would interpret it, but I think that that's something that a lot of people have been buying for for a while, so. I think the whole V2 hype thing is so exciting precisely because we don't know what to expect from V2, right? I feel like people have built up their expectations in their head, and it's tough because everybody wants something different out of V2. Uh, I'm trying to keep my expectations realistic. I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of it ends up being more behind-the-scenes thing, things that we don't necessarily see directly as average players, but actually makes a big difference in holding everything together behind the scenes. But uh, as far as new stuff that I've seen people either speculate about or people have dropped hints at here and there, um, yeah, there's. I have seen some people some talk of the potential uh, tiered badges system, and I don't know exactly how it would work or if this is even going to be a thing or if it's just speculation. I honestly don't know, but it, it raises so many questions for me because I'm all about the badge hunting, and it makes me wonder if there's tiered badges. How does this affect Peak Streak? How does this affect? Uh, you know, the, my goal to collect the most badges. Do I only count 200%? Do I do the tiered badges count into play? And it's part of me is a little worried, a little apprehensive, because, you know, change is scary. It's new, it's different. But then the other part of me is kind of excited at, like, the potential to have a new way to enjoy RA. Like, maybe those sets that I wouldn't try to master before because of those one or two super hard achievements, maybe I might be incentivized to go for a lower tier badge. And then also, there's, like, event badges. When I think about how event badges can incorporate tiers, like, there's, there's so many possibilities. I don't know what to expect. I don't know if this will even be a thing. But if it is, this could really change up RA for the better. So that's probably the thing that I'm most... Uh, cautiously optimistic about if there's going to be tiered badges which i'm i'm not against at all like i didn't know about v2 until you guys sent me that google document <laughs> i was like what is this um anyway if that's something that's going to be implemented i think instead of it being like like um bendy just said with the logistics of it where how does that factor into overall completion etc cetera, etc cetera, um, I would look at it kind of like if you got like, let's say you, let's say you just got the yellow 
the yellow normal 200% badge for um, a game as the, you know, I'm missing about three or something like that. Right? And you got like a platinum outline for everything you've 200%ed. That, that wouldn't detract me or make me stop playing it. It would incentivize me even more to get rid of that yellow and replace it with the platinum background. You know what I mean? That's how I would look at it in a in more of like a competitive thing like i'm so it's not to say i didn't earn it or i suck at this game but i'm close so close that i want to get this even more now yeah i mean this is pretty much like what is all about about i mean like just those little like detail like that about the badges i mean if we have that in the future like bronze silver so i think it's pretty cool in a way of, of like it would be for everybody like casual player because i think like most of the people on ra are casual players like example like if my girlfriend wanted to play something she can just knock out like a couple of achievements and maybe she can earn like maybe a bronze badge and for her it would be like amazing and other you see other people would be like maybe a speed runners i mean for him he's very good at the game he just want a platinum and for some collection or people like max and me and dandy maybe we just want those 200% platinum everything and nothing else but at least for me it would give me like an excuses in some way to maybe play like Mega Man's because like I will I don't want to play this game at all because I know for a fact I would ne never be able to get a badge or something but for me it would maybe get give me a chance to maybe get something out of it so I would be more likely to be proud to having those stuff and of course I mean I'm very excited to see what else we can have into V2, maybe, like I said, we can have maybe so many new changes, uh, maybe events get better, uh, the traffic maybe will better, everything, like, we can just, like, modify, see, it's just, like, intriguing to see how it be, or how it will be. Of course, like I said, it would take times, uh, we don't know how much long we have to wait, but, I mean, at the same time, right now, we're just enjoying the website that it is, and it's something I'm pretty sure we'll do a pretty huge impact into the website. And I'm pretty sure it would be a pretty good impact into a positive size for everybody. I mean, like something new is always fun. So maybe with that, we're going to have, like I said, more close to other console because more console is always fun. All console can be more pushed like Benny and Max wanted like PCS, uh, PC88 and something. It's going to have me maybe more stuck to it. So at least... The website growing more and more, and the more we can attract other people, will be the more it would be cool. So, so let's wrap up, uh, wrap up this episode. Thank a lot, Max, uh, to be there. That was fantastic. If you want to say a couple words uh, to the end, uh, to um, I do, I do would like to say a couple of words. Um, uh, we just been shooting back and forth. We're 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 in a program right now where we can talk to each other via text right now and. Something that's near and dear to my heart, I touched on it earlier and stuff like that, is actually getting out there and meeting people. I know it's difficult during COVID, but Bendy, I'm going to call you out, Bendy. He said, imagine if RA got big enough that we had an RA con one day. And I'm all about that idea. I love doing that. I, I would hope that RA would be, uh, it's grown in so much as a community itself that we could rent some stinking hall out and some you know, hotel or something like that and hang out and just get to meet each other. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it's all about. It's actually meeting face to face people who are also passionate about the same things that you're trying to do, you know, shake hands, make, make a new friend and stuff like that. I think that's what 
what up in, for a, a little while ago, up until a little while ago, was missing for me in RA. You know, I was very aloof and not talking to anybody on RA while I was climbing. But um, I would love to do that. I would love to do it. I would love to do an RA con, a retro achievements con for everybody who, because there's there, I mean, there's a lot of people out there who are very invested in this, and I think that it's as far as video games are concerned, outside of you know like. Um, you know the stuff that the the show on you know on Twitch like those big big uh, organ you know like the uh, Fortnite and um, you know uh, Call of Duty like uh, what you call it tournaments. I'm like this is this is as competitive as it gets as far as video games is concerned. I don't. I mean I think it's more competitive to be to be fair. Like this is where it's at. Like um, I would love to I would love to meet. That's why I love when you guys do the interviews with other RA streamers. I would love to meet anybody who's interested in the same things as I'm, I'm into it's everybody has their own story. Everybody has their own journey here on RA and it'll be great to just have like a, a big, big con of a, a big con for it one day. I mean, I would love to have a big con too. I mean, it sounds like very like a good idea. Like it's, it's so good. It's like, you imagine like I'm from the Quebec scene uh, you or like people from the U S scene, East coast, West coast, every, I like, brazil like everyone in the world and we're just like we are so like spread out and then it's just such amazing so max thank you again to be there i appreciate you a lot to just stop in by you you can come as anytime as you want thank you bendy as well and shootsy to be there so uh so that's that was a great uh great round table that was thank you everyone again for participating please don't forget to hit the like button subscribes and hit the bell to never miss any more episodes of our podcast thank you so much all of the two i love you very much that was great thanks so much and see you until the next one bye